Hello, welcome to the Fullerton Free Podcast. My name is Blake. I'm joined here with my wife, Cassie. And uh, we're both here on staff, and we are doing this podcast as a way to connect with other staff members, especially during quarantine. We're not really seeing them much, but also to reflect on this week's sermon and um, hopefully get some new insight. Yeah. Hello, everyone. So this past Sunday, we discussed Ephesians 3 verses 1 through 13, which are a great chunk of verses that talk about kind of what our role is being a part of the body of Christ and uh, and specifically kind of breaking it down into a couple of things that we see in verse 6 about the the mystery um, that Gentiles are now a part of grafted in this family. And so they're fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers, um, ministers of the gospel. Um, and with us talking so much about uh, being a part of the same body and, and, and everything, Darren kind of had a conversation about what is church and yeah. especially in this season and, um, and really poignantly said, church is not a thing you go to, but it's uh, people with which you belong. And right. I think that is really brought up in a lot of these verses since they're big identity verses of here's who you are now in Jesus. And here's what it looks like for you to be a member of this body. And it doesn't mean that you show up at a building, but it means you live and breathe, uh, partaking in the gospel. So, yeah. Well, especially in this season, we're stripping away every part of what we can picture as what is the church. And so I think, it's exciting, but also there's a big question of what does it mean to be the church when we can't go to church, when mm-hmm. we can't even talk to our neighbors that easily, you know. So yeah. all that to say, we are about to call Curtis Kaufman, who is on staff, and he uh, oversees all the young adults and college students, I guess, at uh, Fullerton Free. Yeah, and he actually is a, a newer member well, I get, you know what, you guys, he'll, he'll tell oh, us, yeah. but I think about a year he's been on staff here. So, so let's call him up. Yep. We're going to call him up. Hello. Hey, Hello. Curtis. <laughs> uh, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? We're good. doing good. Thanks for being a part of the, the Fullerton free podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a surprise. It's good to hear from both of you. Yeah. Well, um, we just have some questions about you and your family and a few other things. Uh, first, uh, why don't you tell everyone who will be listening a little bit about you and your family and how you got to Fullerton Free? Great. So that's that's the easy one. Um, I uh, my name's Curtis. Hi, Curtis. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I came uh, I came to Fullerton Free in uh, my I think my official start date was um, October seventh, two thousand eighteen. Um, so, uh, but I, w- I was up a, a couple weeks before that. Hmm. Um, I, I came up from, uh, from good old San Diego, uh, El Cajon specifically, and, um, uh, moved from a church, a church there. Um, I went ahead and did a little bit of a, a longer transition at the time when, um, when I found out about the, about the, the physician here as, uh, the shepherd of, of college young adults, um, my, my wife was pregnant, uh, with our third child. Oh, um, right. And, uh, she, um, doesn't have uh, great pregnancies. And so the church was, uh, church and elders and other shepherds were, were completely willing to allow us to do a longer transition period. So I would, uh, uh, pack up my truck and drive up on Sunday mornings and then head back down to San Diego 
uh, on Wednesdays until we sort of uh, until we had the baby and sold our house and did all that kind of stuff. So wow. we offic- officially moved up in August of nineteen. Wow. So yeah, so we've been um, we've been we were on the move um, uh, up until then, and then we moved up. Uh, like I said, I have three kids: a seven, a five, and a one-year-old. Um, Sailor River and Navy. Um, River is our only boy, and then uh, my wife's name is Renee. And um, uh, I won't. You don't need to know her age. You can ask her in person. <laughs> That's probably wise. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but just just in case she comes across this one day, then then I'm not in trouble. Um, not that it's a bad age. That makes it sound like. Oh, um, but uh, but uh, uh, yeah. And so that's that's that. I I, I felt called to um, come and uh, work with uh, college and, and young adults here in the. the the Fullerton Brea area. We cool. we uh, we technically live in in Brea, but we're we're not too far from the north end of Fullerton. So. Sure. And what is uh we call the the age demographic that you kind of cover base camp, correct? Um, yeah. And what yeah. what exactly is that? Kind of unpack that for people who might not know. Yeah. So our um, our uh, our overall base camp is sort of um, has has become just one of our one of our ministries and, and things that we are we are open to but essentially um what we strive for in that uh in our age and and demographic sort of 18 to 30s 32 um a little bit north of there but 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 not much that that ending date kind of kind of fluctuates as, as people move on and get married and mm-hmm. things like that but um um, our, our main goal, I, I would say it's, it's sort of three faceted. Um, we want, uh, three things to be really important and practiced and, and recognized, um, in that age, which would, uh, one would be service. Uh, the second one would be, um, discipleship. And then, um, uh, the third one would be community. Um, and the, uh, the I- ideas there is that, um, uh, our students would understand what it means to uh, to serve one another, um, humanity in, in general, serve in their local church, um, serve and, and be you know sacrificial with with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the next would be um, what it looks like to um, to to be discipled, to be um, cared for by those who have gone before, those who mm-hmm. have. Um, who have lived lives um, in the next stage and the next stage and the next stage and whatever that looks like. Um, uh, that one's that one's sort of near and dear to my heart. Um, I had a great friend named Carl Bray uh, who passed away about six years ago now um, at the age of 93. And uh, him and I would, would grab coffee uh, once a week. Um, and um, it was, uh, you know, I heard the same nine stories for, uh, for, for three years that, that we met together. Um, and, uh, he would just kind of circle through them. Sometimes I heard this, the same, the same nine in, 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 in one, in one city, but we would get together. Carl was, uh, he was an inventor and he was a painter. Um, he was, a an, an artist and, and a father of, of three. And he, uh, you know, um, uh, began and started raising a family during the great depression and, and, um. you know, just, just had story after story after story that were all just, just mesmerized, mm. mesmerizing, but he, um, uh, it was, it was in that, um, in, in my immaturity, um, when I started to meet with him, it was after his wife had passed away. And I'm like, I thought, you know, in, in my, uh, in my internship and when I was in college, I thought, you know, this is going to be good for, 
good for Carl. I'll go ahead and go and uh, and meet with him once a week and just kind of I'll, I'll bless his life by yeah. giving uh, sacrificially of my time. Sure. And I, I I quickly I quickly learned um, just my my immaturity and that and that uh, I was I was gaining much much more than I could ever could ever give him. And so mm-hmm. um, um, so I, I I I just I see the value in in um in learning um from those who have, have gone before and, and have, have, uh, um, sort of, uh, just, just lived life in the areas where we're going next. And, and life obviously doesn't look exactly the same for everybody, but, um, that, that guidance in those things has, has been great, which is, uh, makes me super appreciative of, um, uh, you know, other shepherds like, like Kelsey Crow, who her, one of her, her main goals is just to, to plug people in together in, in different, different age groups. And so, um, I, I, yeah, I love that. Um, and then the, the awesome. third one, um, would be just developing, developing community where, mm-hmm. where, um, people are, uh, are, are caring for one another, um, along those same ages, but, but walking life together, um, as, as much as that looks, you know, we, we've heard those, those, those buzz terms of, of mm-hmm. life group, you know, we want to do life together and, and, um, I want it to be, uh, um, a, a revelation that when people start putting work into those areas, they really just see the value in that. So, mm-hmm. so that sort of um, base camp sort of falls falls into those three things very specifically, and we try to target those um, automatically. But we have other we have other groups that that meet um, just specifically for Bible study and, and for care mm-hmm. with one another. That's cool. And uh, a lot of them are, are doing those those same things already. So, um, so yeah. So, so that's kind of a, just a, a, a broad description of where we're at that's awesome uh, it's been so cool to see the ways that you've intentionally sought after those students and and young adults in different ways and how to meet them where they're at i'd love to hear uh i know a little bit about how you even came to fullerton free but how were you already working with young adults did that something did you have that passion before is that a, a newfound passion that you're excited to develop or, or how did that kind of happen for you yeah yeah so um so it was a. Uh... Actually, I would say my first my first job in ministry was with was with young adults, and it was actually working for um, for Darren um, at Hume Lake. Oh wow, um, cool! So yeah, so um, I uh, um, I was able to um, attend the Joshua Wilderness Institute um, in mm. its in its second year, um, and so Darren was a uh, um, Darren had been been at Hume for about a year and a half when when him and I met. So I was in it first for its second year, and then um, Darren asked me to be on staff. Uh, the following year, um, and Darren likes um, nicknames for things, so I was actually I was uh, I was called a deputy. <laughs> so uh, I was I was Darren's I was Darren's deputy, and so um, putting that on a resume, uh, especially for churches, <laughs> makes no sense. And I think that's part of Darren's favorite game is when you yeah. go to apply for other jobs. But um, but uh, that that just gave me um, that just gave me sort of my my foot in the door there as far as. Uh, seeing and loving a small group of of college students and young adults who were in just that transition time much like I was even just the year before um I I didn't know exactly um I I had I had two two options I wanted to be an architect or a youth pastor out of high school and um and uh those that's kind of where where my my passions were um and I didn't know what I you know uh, I didn't know even after Joshua what what I fully wanted to do um but um, I uh, I did know that um, 
uh, I, I loved that age group. And so I was, I was actually able to, to do that in my first position. And then, um, my internship through, through college and things like that led me to, um, junior high ministry and high school ministry. Um, the last, uh, the last church I was working at, my position was a director of student program. So I was um, student program, production, tech, curriculum, um, uh, small groups, and things like that in uh, junior high and high school. Um, and uh, then when the um, opportunity opened back up, one, to, to work with a, a mentor, um, Darren, and a, and a and a friend, and then um, in young adult ministry again, um, it really, really just sparked my, my interest. Um, and I was, I was, uh, it was sort of. Um, I, I remember when I when I told the executive pastor of, of the church I left um, that I was leaving. I was like, this it's kind of uh, kind of dream position and, and, and dream employer. Mm. Wow. Um, and so, so yeah, so it was it was a sort of a uh, a little bit of an, an an easy decision, just a just a difficult time to make the easy decision. Sure. Right. Totally. That's cool. Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, we we'd also um, love to hear a bit about church for you in this season. Uh, but before we even dive into that conversation, as we're studying the Book of Ephesians, we wanted to hear from you. Is there any thing that stood out to you? Anything from the sermon um, that was convicting or encouraging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Uh... The I, I think it's both convicting and encouraging is just the um, Darren mentioned it multiple times, but it was um, uh, that the, the unity of believers and the unity of the church um, speaks volumes uh, even even to the angels and those who are mm. who have, have seen God and even to um, you know the, the oppressors and and it's that it's that unity that will uh, that will carry us through the church isn't you know a building but the church is is the body um i i always i kept going back to do you guys remember when you'd, you'd put your hands together and you kind of interlock your fingers oh, yeah. <laughs> and you do the uh-huh. uh the, this is the church and this is the steeple yeah. and here's all the people and uh-huh. they hear you know some people my pastor he used to go growing up he'd go he go no you open your fingers and there's there's or you open your hands and there's the church like the, the church uh, is right the, right is, is the people. So I kept going back to, um, kept thinking of that, um, as, as Darren was, was speaking on it. Um, but I think, uh, what was it? It's, it was the, the, the questions, who are you, what have you been given? And then what are you doing with it? Um, we've in this, in this age of zoom have been uh, going through uh, first Peter and, and a couple, a couple sessions ago with the, with the young adults, we were talking, um, uh, through, um, the submission to authority and kind of what what that looks like, mm-hmm. and um, how we how we apply that even to today, and how we um, how we dive into that. But we have such a great example mm-hmm. in Christ when he's when he's on the cross and he has he's submitted to authority, mm-hmm. um, even even to death on the cross. But it's it's that moment where he he prays, um, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, I think that that was sort of tying into this that was that's been so convicting for me because it's it's jesus on the cross praying for those who are oppressing him mm. because he doesn't want them to miss it right he he doesn't want he knows he knows in that moment that that, that they're missing they're missing the glory of the father on his throne and wow. he's and, and he's seen it 
and he's experienced it and he left that to, to come to earth and and he understands that that that's that's what they're missing and and he's he's praying he's imploring with the, with the father god god forgive them let them let them see let them understand let them, i don't i don't want them to miss it i know what they're missing right now and i don't want them to miss it and i think i think that's uh, that's kind of where our conversation led us to it as far as the submission to authority. But then when I, when I think about in, in this uh, third chapter of Ephesians, it's, it's yes, we are the church and we have what we've been given is, is so great. And no, we can't hold on to it. Right. And, and even, even just our unity together and not allowing, um, uh, setting aside the things that, that set forth to divide us, like pushing those aside, being, being, um, intentional about getting rid of those things and keeping those out of our lives so that we can be in unity together for what unifies us, what brings mm. us together. And it, right. and it is that example in Jesus Christ that he was saying, you know, don't, I don't want them to miss it. I right. don't, I don't want those yeah. to miss it. And, um, um, so it's, that's, that's sort of what, uh, has been in, encouraging, but also, um, uh, also convicting. Yeah. Right. I, I like that you asked, I like yeah. that you asked the in that way, convicting and encouraging, because it's definitely something that um, that we have to practice. We have sure. to um, we have, we have to remember, um, you know, especially especially when when ministry gets hard and and working with others gets hard, and you know, we've we've got to remember, you no, know, our, our unity together um, in in, pro, in projects and how we um, respond to uh, you know each other's ministries and how we hold each other up. It's it's uh, it's got to be across the board that that we yeah. are we are people chosen by God to be in these positions with one another for this time. And, um, the way that we interact with that speaks just volumes and, and sheds light on, on who, who Christ is. Mm. Uh, I think the, the other thing on that, um, was, uh, the talk about your circles and your, your sphere of influence. Mm. Um, and then that you are somebody's, you are somebody's church. So like, yeah, I like some, that. you are seeing somebody and, and you are their example of what church is. Um, and I, I haven't really, I haven't really been uh, uh, understood that as much as I do now um, living in the, the complex. So we're in an, an apartment complex in, in Brant. And so living here, being around people who um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, I've, you know, met a few times that we see them at the park or we see them in the elevator or whatever, but it's, it's, you know, when they find out um, why we moved up, why we live here, what I do, um, you quickly become, uh, become people's, reference to what church is sure, yeah. um, so, so that's been that's been kind of uh cool uh, along with convicting as well so that's yeah cool. a little bit off of that i'm curious you know what you think during the season what does it mean that we're the church you know you touched on that a little bit that we're the church to the people we interact with and the unity of the spirit but like very logistically what what do you see as a, a tangible way that we are the church. Uh, how do we be the church when we can't meet? How do we be the church when we can't even have many one-on-one conversations? I don't know. I, I'm curious on your thoughts on that. Yeah, I would say um, I would say the uh, the hardest part, um, the hard one of the hardest parts of, of just my specific ministry, um, I found is is uh, meeting new people in general. Um, and so that, that has become, uh, even increasingly difficult. Um, 
you know, on, on Sundays we, we had a place where, where people were coming and, and you do, you've got to get out, you got to tap them on the shoulder. You got to sometimes step right in front of them and say, you know, hi, I'm Curtis and I work here doing something, but I wanted to, to meet you. Um, and so there, there is some of that, but as far as, um, how we, how we continue to be, um, continue to be the church in this time, um, as, as encouraging as I have tried to be with my students, it's, um, it's not hiding, hiding away. Um, mm-hmm. it, for some people, for introverts, it can be, it can be super easy just to, um, to dive in, um, stay in your bedroom, wait yeah. for this whole thing to pass yeah. and, and, and just be done with it. Um, and I, I have a couple, a couple of, um, of those in my group that I've talked to and I've had to call, you know, Hey, we're, we're meeting, um, the, the zoom meeting starts in you know, 15 minutes. I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah. Um, and then some, I've got to call, you know, again, five minutes later, or send yeah. them a text. You know, wait, you know, we got 10 more minutes. Um, I'm going to be looking for you. And then they, they're not there. And I, I, I know, I know that they're not go, they're not outgoing anywhere. Um, right. And so like, I actually know that they're capable of being there. Um, and even just, even just dragging them along has, has been, um, uh, has been, uh, sometimes, sometimes necessary, but it's, it's also just that, that continued reaching out to reaching out to those, um, to those, you know, who are maybe missing some things, just missing yeah. a hello or a high yeah. five or, or whatever. Um, uh, it's, uh, that's kind of been, um, I mean, that is the, the million dollar question of, you know, how, how do we keep doing church? But I think for me specifically, it's, it's just been, um, continually encouraging my entire group to keep reaching out, keep, keep pursuing. Um, we've, we've, we've got to do our best at, at just even, even just sending a quick, a quick text. Right. I, I would love to know, just even on a personal level, what has church been like for you and your family, and and how has that how has that been? Yeah, it's uh, it's um, the first the first week we did it, and uh, you know we put on our we put on our Sunday clothes and we had church, <laughs> and uh, we um, we went into our to our living room and put it on put church on the TV, and I had this vision that we were going to be, you know, just the the, the great little family that sits on the couch and, and, uh, you know, uh, me and Renee would have our coffee and our kids yeah. would, would speak properly like, yes, father, yes, mother. <laughs> and, uh, it was a disaster. It was just, uh, kids are running here and kids are going there and they're, they're hitting each other with their Bibles and they're, they're running, they're, they're running around and, and, uh, uh, it just felt like, man, how is, how is this going to work? And it was, it was just, um, it was really funny cause we went back, uh, we went back and I, I saw um, Scott Ballon. Um, I think we were we were, may have even been in the church parking lot, and uh, we were just talking about how um, it just felt like it was just a disaster for like yeah. forty five. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so we um, um, we've gone to uh, we've modified it a little bit. Um, uh, I, I, I will admit I, I don't put on my Sunday best anymore. <laughs> That's um, fair. <laughs> uh, what I, uh, uh, usually what I, what I would, uh, but it's, um, it would be the, uh, we gather, we do, um, we like our kids to stick around and sing the songs and, and do the motions, you know, with Lily. That's been great. Um, and then we kind of, uh, we kind of give them 
their their time to either color or or play something kind of in their room together. And yeah. then um, we, we've had some really just sweet moments where Renee and I just get to sit and uh, and have a few moments just just listening and being a part of of the the the, the body there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are fortunate to. Um, uh, Rivers Rivers been going to the church preschool, uh, and so and since since that has been closed, um, Re- Renee did such a great job of sort of creating a, a daily schedule for them during the week, cool. and um, so we have Bible set in there that we do um, that we do together, and that's been on uh, right now media. We've been mm-hmm. diving into just some of the kids programs there, so we're we're mm-hmm. still daily um, with them. Uh, doing church as a family and sort of talking through things. Um, and uh, it's been great because uh, Rivers Rivers used to that from from Miss Rachel and being in preschool at, at, at EV Free. And so that hasn't been tough, but it's been really good for um, for Sailor, um, who she's at, she's in public school. So um, it's just been good for um, us to sort of be able to do just that daily with her. And then um, we have our nightly routine as well of, of uh, doing the, the storybook Bible and mm. things. But um, the the actual church time uh is is tough it is it is it is so um just with with our age so um we we put it on um the nice thing is we 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 blast the songs a little bit louder than we should and open the window (laughs) so then so the neighbors get to hear it as well but but yeah we it's been it's been a learning process It, it it's um it's not quite up to par where where it could be we still have some balls being thrown and and um some things going on but um it's uh but i i think we're we're getting there yeah well that's awesome um, i just want to wrap up and and see if there's any specific prayer requests that you might have for you and your family and then also just for our listeners to know as you're talking with college and young adults if there's any big prayer requests that comes up um in terms of conversations you've had with them yeah yeah um, family, family wise, uh, where we're at, um, we're, uh, trying to figure out what, what this looks like for, um, for Renee's work. Um, uh, she works for a theater company, um, a nonprofit youth theater company and, uh, their income ticket sales and classes. So, um, just prayer that they would kind of, uh, find whatever that next groove is and wherever they're kind of like, uh, moving towards they've got, they've, they've been, uh, working a ton, putting things in place that that's bringing in some 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 cash immediately, but um, it's kind of finding that that next workflow and, and where mm-hmm. that is um, is a is a huge uh, just just you know on our, for our family. Um, yeah, I, I would say for for my group and my uh, uh, my students and those that I minister to, um, uh, anxiety um, mm-hmm. is just just trying to get its foothold. Um, that's just been. Uh, one of those things that you know we, we keep we keep trying to care for and 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 move our students away from and, and not let that that trap just just snare them and it's um, I, I would say that's probably that that demographic is it's just anxiety over um, over lots relationships um, the the pandemic um, school, how things finish. Um, many of them are graduating and entering a workforce that is completely uncertain. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, um, praying that they would, they would find their, their rest and their peace in Jesus is, is huge for that. I mean, my, my students at the time. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for calling in and sharing with us and, uh, we'll be f- sure to be praying for all those things. Uh, it's a, a definitely an interesting season for everyone and 
yeah. think it, it's so important for us to hear how it's affecting each person because it really is affecting everyone differently. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. Good to hear from you guys. Yeah. And I hope you're being well and staying safe. Yeah. Same with you. Thanks, Curtis. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and listening to uh, this podcast. Uh, As Curtis brought up when he was talking about a a majority of the the college and young adults that he's working with are really struggling with anxiety. Uh, Mental health is something that we at Fullerton Free take seriously and and we have a really amazing counseling program. Uh, Chris Ferris, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, alluded to some of those things, but please reach out, go to our website. We have peer counselors and one-on-one conversations they're setting up. Uh, via phone call or zoom uh, just be able to talk and have a safe place to process some feelings and 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 everything of the unknown so yeah and if you or someone you know needs anything at all let our church know we'll see what we can do uh we are trying our hardest to help how we can so uh in case we don't hear from you hopefully you're watching on sunday and uh what my 919 and 1111. That's correct. All right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye.